So I've been watching marathons of forensic files on HLN. Early in the year, I have a lot of work to do. I broadcast the radio show during the day. I do most of my consulting work and prep work for any videos that we're shooting. We're doing a lot of short films this year. I'm actually going to be on site in Orlando in a couple of weeks. I'm really excited about that. We're going to link up with U.S. Hunger. We're going to link up with MedHealth Clinical Solutions. So I have a chance to, to spend some time with Dr. Fabian Garcia, who, as I've said repeatedly, Dr. Garcia helped me to lose close to 70 pounds by teaching me the ways of intermittent fasting. That and other changes to my diet and exercise routine. And I'm going to talk to Dr. Garcia for the HealthCast and kind of do a series of episodes with him live down in Orlando. So I'm really, really excited about that. And I'm excited to get out of Nashville because it's cold. It's 41 degrees today. And so strategically, it's very wise for me to schedule meetings and schedule clients that, that are in Orlando and Tampa and Naples and Miami during this time of year. But I'm up late a lot. I do consulting work. I do a lot of my consulting work at night. So I've got three laptops open and, and I'm working a spreadsheet and I'm working Microsoft Access Database. And kind of the soundtrack while I'm doing that is HLN Forensic Files. Now, I love anything that's a docu-series or chronicles crime. So I watch City Confidential. I watch How Did It Happen? I go to Netflix and Hulu. I watch the crime series. There's this one about the Lucchese crime family. And they actually had someone who was a policeman, NYPD. And he was the son of an underboss. And he was actually a, a made man. He was La Cosa Nostra. So imagine if you're in the mafia and you're trying to, to make a living, you're trying to earn, you're trying to do everything that you have to do, not go to jail, not get whacked out by a rival faction. You got the you got the cops kicking your your door in, and they're they're mafia. So they're they're giving you the same business that you would get from from a rival faction, and they're chopping your body up, and burying you in some basement somewhere. And that was just very interesting. So I watch anything that's that's crime oriented. I watch stuff about serial killers. Anything in that genre, you can count me in. My wife loves it as well. She'll sit and she'll watch several episodes with me. But HLN, they'll air seven or eight episodes of Forensic Files back to back to back to back. And you have Forensic Files 2, which although is more technically advanced, so the graphics are better, it's not as creepy. They have a, they have a new guy doing the voice. It's, it's all about the, the creepy guy doing the voice. No one will ever top Robert Stack with Unsolved Mysteries. I'm still scared of the Alaska Highway serial killer. That was a series they did on Unsolved Mysteries like in 1989. And people, I used to live in Seattle, people that are driving from Seattle to Alaska and have to pass through Canada and British Columbia. There was somebody who was just, people were just going up there and they were disappearing and they never heard from again. I'm still scared of that because I'm scared of Robert Stack's voice. Remember the episode, I want to tangent, remember the episode where Robert Stack was doing a voiceover for Roswell and the UFO landing in Roswell and the little, the little silver men that they found in some flying disc and they're supposedly dead aliens and they're at Wright Patterson Air Force Base. So Robert Stack made it real creepy. Like, you don't, you can't even go to sleep after listening to Robert Stack narrate stuff. 
So back to, to where I started, I'm watching this marathon of, of forensic files on HLN. And it's funny because these people are not criminal masterminds. They're not, they're not Tony Montana. They're not Nino Brown. They're, they're, they're people like me and you. They're regular people. Remember, remember on Breaking Bad, Walter White and Jesse had to kill Crazy 8. And they're going through the whole process of getting rid of the body and, and, and dismembering the body. And they're just regular people in the, in the crystal meth amphetamine distribution business and caught a body. But by season four, Heisenberg, Walter White was Heisenberg now. He was killing, he was killing everybody. He was putting hits on people in jail. He's putting hits on, on skinheads. He's putting hits on pretty much anyone. Like, he killed 30, 30 people in the last season, maybe 35, 40 people in the last season of Breaking Bad. But what intrigues me about Forensic Files, it's just regular people that end up snapping for whatever reason and commit a crime. So I want to do a top five dead or alive. I haven't done one in a long time. But these are these are some of the, the themes that I've seen. If you're going to commit crimes, I would advise you not to commit crimes. But if you're going to commit crimes and you're not a criminal mastermind, you're not you are not Heisenberg. You are not John Gotti. You're not Nikki Barnes. I would advise you to follow some of these rules. So cue the music. Number five, do not leave fingerprints or shoe prints or toe prints or hand prints or palm prints. Do not leave those things at the scene of the crime. Wear gloves. Don't wear don't wear shoes with I see this all the time with forensic files. Don't wear your favorite Jordans or comfortable Adidas. Don't wear that while you're while you're choking out your business partner because y'all had some beef or something like that. Don't do that. Because and if you do do that, don't keep the shoes in your garage. I see people on forensic files, they commit a crime, they leave a bunch of handprints. In the middle of the crime, they're they're breaking into a window, the prints are all over a window. The prints, one fool, he actually committed a murder, and for some reason he thought that it was wise to go to the refrigerator and grab a beer and grab some smokes. And, and his fingerprints were all over it. They have fingerprint databases. And if you're a felon, you've been printed. So your fingerprints are probably in a database somewhere if you're a felon or been to jail or been arrested or something like that. And it's going to be very easy for the police to identify who you are. And the shoe prints, your comfortable pair of Jordans that you love to wear, if you commit a crime wearing those and you have the shoe print out where the where the crime was committed and you're making an impression of your favorite Jordans and the Jordan logo in the snow or in the woods or right under the window that you broke into, you might want to throw those Jordans away. Don't keep them as souvenirs because the cops are going to come to your house and be like, oh, you're a size 10 and a half. These, these shoe prints match exactly the pair of shoes that you trampled all over the bathroom with after you committed the crime. Number four, don't immediately kill for insurance money. It never ceases to amaze me that people, they put insurance on, you got a business and your business is struggling, you're going bankrupt, you're lying about your income, you got tax issues, you got health issues, you got stuff going on. And people will put a million dollar policy on their spouse. I even saw one guy it was terrible. This guy, this guy hit his own son. His son was a teenager. 
This guy did his own son in for the insurance money. But if you're going to kill someone for insurance money, don't kill them within 30 days of, of getting the policy. You might you might want to let that marinate for a couple of months, maybe a year. It's going to be awfully suspicious to the to the Geico people or the Aflac people or the AIG people. If you put a policy on your spouse in January of 2023 and your spouse is dead before Valentine's Day, that's going to raise a couple of red flags. Number three, do not stage car accidents. Once again, these people that do forensics, they're smarter than you. They understand physics better than you. It's, it's always suspicious when someone dies in a car accident and subsequent fire. But there are no skid marks. There's no evidence that that something crossed the road and there was a sudden jerky motions. You know, when there's a car accident, the tires actually screech usually. I mean, most of us don't run into something head on and, and not try to stop or swerve. People are dying in car accidents going five miles an hour. That's kind of obvious that the car accident was staged. And then, then, of course, if someone has three bullets in their head, they probably died before the car accident. So don't stage car accidents. That doesn't throw police off. Number two, don't poison your second spouse. I see a lot of people on Forensic Files, they got away with killing someone back in the 80s before you had the DNA testing that you have now, before you had cameras everywhere and stuff like that. And what happens is they were in a bad relationship. I've seen it, men and women. I've seen there are a lot of, there are a lot of black widows out there that killed their husbands. One lady on Forensic Files, she killed like five of her husbands. I don't know if she was a serial killer or just an opportunist, but you might get away with killing your spouse in 78, in 83, before there was DNA testing and before they could prove various things. You know, you didn't have cell phone towers really track your movement. Don't try to kill, don't try to kill your second spouse by poisoning them. You might have got away with cremating the first spouse after you you hit them with the with the cyanide poison. But that second murder, you're just getting greedy. Someone from your past and will call the local police and say, hey, you know, Lance J's first wife died suspiciously 23 years ago with the same symptoms. And the police are going to, they're going to exhume the body. They're going to get tissues. Even if you cremated it, they'll, they'll pull the ashes out of the ground or, or wherever from the funeral home. They'll test the tissues. They'll find the poisoning and your arse is going to jail. And number one, avoid crime in general. Don't kill people. Don't commit felonies. Live your life. Sometimes you take some L's. Look, a lot of us go through marital trouble. A lot of us go through financial trouble. A lot of us that have a business, you might not get along with your sponsor or your coworker or something like that, but don't, don't kill them. Get a divorce. Get another job. If you're just if you're just filled with anger, try something like Dave Chappelle said. He said, "Why don't you try some drugs, man? Go, go, go! Get yourself an eighth of the Maui Wowie, the Manhattan Silver, the Cypress Hill, and indulge in that. Go to a bar, have a couple drinks, but don't kill people. Divorce is bad. Nobody wants to go back. I don't. I definitely don't want to go back to eating Captain Crunch at three in the morning by myself and chasing that." with Top Ramen. But you know what's much worse than that? Sharing a cell with Bubba or someone from the Aryan Union 
or being like being like Beecher Tobias Beecher from Oz and going to jail and, and ending up basically washing somebody's draws for eight years. You don't want to do that. Don't go to jail. Don't kill people. Take a walk. Take a drive. Go on a trip. Watch a football game. Do something. But but don't kill people. Don't commit crimes. And you will live a life of ups and downs, but but you will not end up on Forensic Files and you will not end up spending the rest of your life in jail on lockdown for 23 hours a day. Paragon 7 Studios. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studios. James Lewis. Five seconds left on the clock. I don't think AM is watching the clock. Has to shoot a long three. Oh! Made it! He pulled up from Gehenna at the, at the end of the shot clock. Messiah Thompson. Oh my! Oh my! That might have been the dagger. That might have been the dagger. That is definitely the dagger. That might have been the dagger. I don't know if he made that on skill or luck. But the shot clock was winding down. AM didn't realize, and Messiah Thompson had to pull up and shoot that, and he cashed it out again. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. This is James Lewis, host of the Lance J Radio Network HealthCast series. When I was a quality executive, I spent many years working with Episource on chart retrieval, coding, and their analytics platform. This is the time of year where health plans are focused on their final push for risk adjustment to close out 2021 dates of service. Identify HCC gaps. Stratify at both the member and provider level with Episource Analysts. Episource combines intelligent technology and a team with many years of subject matter expertise. For a demonstration request, go to www.episource.com. Matthew, Little Caesars is now the official pizza of the NFL. Let's hear it. Pizza, pizza. Again. Pizza, pizza. Pizza, pizza. No! Pizza, pizza! We're ready! Enjoy game day with a fanceroni pepperoni with over 100 old world pepperonis. Pizza, pizza. I'm the latest hashtag challenge, and everyone on social media is trying me. I'm trending so hard that hashtag common sense can't keep up. This is going to get tens and tens of views. But if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, you could be left to pay for this yourself. Get Allstate and be better protected from mayhem for a whole lot less. I ain't snitching on nobody from Harlem, man. I give you a couple cats down in D.C. doing their thing, out of town doing their thing, but um, I'm not snitching on nobody in Harlem because when I come home, I'm still going to be the king. You are listening to the Lanch J Radio Network.